What is going on, all Perfect Game Podcast listeners, or shall I say, welcome back. It's been long overdue. I don't think we filmed for like three weeks. Yeah. Uh, this will be the normal Cubs logo in the background stuff. That's what you would normally see. You're not talking about how bad the Cubs are doing right now. <laughs> they will and on. how many players they've traded. Exactly. So we have a lot of stuff to cover. The last time we were here, it was currently the BLW All-Star break, and Gators Magic had just happened. So we got a lot to talk about, including the MLW All-Star weekend, and three BLW videos have recently dropped. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start it off with the All-Star weekend so i'm just gonna lightly breeze over the MLW. yeah for mlw i'm gonna lightly breeze over the home run derby before me and ethan both give our in-depth analysis on the all-star game there's a lot more fun to talk about in the home run derby because the home run derby was garbage i hated it actually um, i i was a little bit more of a fan of it than you were i think it's because of the what happened with russ and warda i just thought that that was really cool the swing off was really cool other than that i hated it jonah heath set a meadows record say that a meadows record a modern said, record. yeah modern era record with 22 home runs in a single round. He did go on to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, won it against his downtown Diamondback counterpart, Michael Shima. I don't love all the props and people. I am very much a big fan of just time. Brian hit a home run, MLB home run derby style. I know other people and I know MLW likes the props and stuff. I just am not a huge fan. You know, I was just thinking of it because I was just thinking of what Tommy said. This is going to be a big take. It's kind of unrelated. I don't think Kyle Schultz is a power hitter because now he knows that Nick Saylor and Jackson Pearson are on his team, so he doesn't have to be the power hitter. He's even said he doesn't go on there and try to hit home runs. Dan does. That's because Dan has to. He doesn't. He has Saylor. He has Pearson. Tommy always talked about Kyle Schultz power hitter. Kyle Schultz power hitter. Guys, he's not a power hitter anymore. Yeah. He's a contact guy. Yeah, especially now that because I know Noah was good. He was a solid hitter on the Wildcats, but after Tommy and then up to Nick Saylor, up to this point, he really didn't have another hitter to back him up. So he had to be that power guy. He like, had- 2018, it was him. He had it. was it. only him. Yeah. That is the that is the worst World Series roster to ever win a World Series. Check out that video, by the way. On, exactly. On it, I, th- I think I think I deleted it because wasn't a huge fan of it. I right. may redo it. Also, um, I think uh, Whipple Statement made a similar video. So. Also, speaking of videos, I know this is kind of off topic. Uh, go subscribe to both me and ECK. ECK yep. just dropped a video on his midseason power rankings. I will be dropping a video soon on my top three midseason MVP candidates. Uh, I'm well aware that Eagles Wildcats just came out. But to the All-Star game, so Ethan, give a just rundown of what happened, and then we can give our thoughts. In the All-Star game? All right, so the All-Star game was, you know, I find it interesting because last year was about the pitching. This year is about the hitting. Last year, the All-Star game was about the hitting. This year, the All-Star game was about the pitching. We saw this year, there was a lot of guys that did well um, pitching-wise. Crash had a great performance on the mound, as well as Jimmy Norp with the man bun. Both started out really good. And then you had Trevor Bonham come in, also did well. Then you also had uh, Drew Davis was coming and he gave up a bunch of walks didn't do that well yeah actually threw a no hitter which is crazy kyle pitched decently well um he had his riser and strap working as usual the cy young of the game Damn is man. dan schultz i mean the dude just came in there in the fourth inning locked it down came in in the fifth inning got three big strikeouts on kyle and ward i don't remember i think he struck out drew as well no drew kyle yeah, Drew, Kyle, and Warda. Those are some big names he's, he's striking out there. And also, it's interesting because, you know, none of them, he knows all those guys. He's been facing all those guys for years. So I don't yeah, know why so, Warda, I don't know, Warda swung in a bad pitch at the end. But um, I think that that, I think something really underrated about Dan is this new drop ball he has. He actually has yes, two of them. Yes. One of the drop balls is, it's exactly like his riser, but it just doesn't rise and it just drops a little bit. The other one, oh my gosh, that drops a lot. 
and that's such a good pitch. He's got to throw I, it. I would like to say this. Drew Davis has inspired not one, but two Schultz brothers with a very nasty drop. Dan's drop is exactly like Drew Davis's. I'm not kidding. Same arm, same arm angle, just everything. It almost looks identical to Kyle's. So I, I'm just going to Well, actually, that. I think da Dan's actually added two. He's added the one like Kyle's, and he's added the, the sidearm one. He threw that to like Jimmy Nord once. And he also threw it in the Oklahoma series a lot. Uh, no, he didn't throw. I, I don't, no, no, he threw it a little bit. That was the other one. That was, and also, Drew also inspired one other person, me. I throw that pitch too. <laughs> Drew also inspired one other person. Yeah, um, overall, my opinions on the game, I would like to say this. I really liked the jerseys. I wish they would have sold the jerseys. Um, even if it was just like a, I like the whole limited time thing that they did with the button down jerseys. Say this, the button down jersey was way too expensive for me to ever buy. Anyway, I would have loved wait, to see. It, wait, they sell them? They sold them? Oh, they did? I, I would have loved to see just even if they did, even if they did like, you, you, here's the thing, you wouldn't have done a Zerlag jersey, so you could have done like a, could have done a Kyle jersey, and you could have done like a Dan jersey, uh, or, uh, or or I bet a uh, North jersey would have sold very well. Overall, um, I liked the game. I like a good old-fashioned pitcher's duel, but I like the 2020 All-Star game better. I know some people disagree with me on that. The AL just had so much energy, you know, it's oh, so yeah. fun to watch. The Drew Davis mic'd up is second to none, in my opinion when it comes to those mic'd up sections. So overall, I thought it was a solid game. The overall weekend, I did not like that much. I don't know. It just felt very, very lackluster. And uh, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Home Run Derby and when the All-Star game is placed due to uh, how much time it takes up. Overall, um, I really liked uh, the All-Star game and the pitcher's duel, but I did not like the Home Run Derby. I would say, you know, one player, I was kind of disappointed in Drew because usually he crushes All-Star games. He usually hits a home run. He didn't do that. I was, he did get the only hit. But usually he pitches pretty well, and he, you know, usually he does a lot better in the All-Star game. So I was a little bit disappointed in Drew, but I think, should we go on to our next part, which is, tell us what it is. of Daniel Schultz and how he incorporated that drop. He incorporated that drop in the historic Oklahoma series. Yep. Look at Connor with those, look at Connor with those trains. Oh, yeah. I, I am on a roll today, boys. Anyway. So, the historic Oklahoma series took place at the Shangri-La Resort in, um... Oklahoma, uh, somewhere. Some, so, somewhere in Oklahoma, somewhere. correct. Mini Fenway, all turf, must have been a lot less painful to slide on. And, um, the, uh, Wildcats took it two to one. They took both games on day one. They took game one two to nothing on a Ryan Kelly. Yes, you heard me right, Ryan Kelly. Two-run RBI. And game two, they won on a Nick Saylor solo shot, I believe, over the Monster, which was one of the coolest home runs ever. The Eagles, though, came back and won game three. But Daniel Schultz hitting a home run. Nick Saylor also hit another home run. But it was not enough for the Wildcats. So the Wildcats are currently sitting at seven and five. Going into their final series, the Cobras and Preds have yet to play. Where the Cobras, Preds, and the Magic have yet to play in the AL. Uh, all those teams uh, are, I believe, one game behind right now. Uh, and the Eagles are sitting at six and six. So the Diamondbacks are still a game ahead of them. Um, so I thought that it was a great series for both teams involved. Um, Waylon kind of disappointed me in terms of um, his production at the plate. I don't know if he struggles against Kyle or something. Dan overall impressed me a lot. Now, granted, Kyle and Dan, they know everything with each other. So they're going to hit each other very well. But Dan impressed me. Uh, Ryan Kelly impressed me in every asset of the game this weekend. So I was amazed. Um, at that. And overall, I thought it was a very, very good uh, series. One of my favorite. Also, I would like to talk about the camera angle. I will shut up in a minute and let Ethan talk. Um, I did not like the camera angle on first viewing. I very much liked it on the second. 
um, especially with pitches like risers, which to the naked eye with the normal camera, um, it does not look like anything special. It just looks kind of like a sidearm fastball. But with that close-up view, uh, you can actually tell that it rises. So I will shut up and let Ethan give his thoughts on this. You know, one thing with risers, and before I never knew, so I obviously knew Dan had the knuckle drop, but even in the 2019 like World Series, or just 2019 in general, I, I just called it the knuckle drop and the other pitch. And what I always think of is that knuckle drop is nasty, and then the only pitch that he gives up runs on is the other pitch, as I called it. Didn't know it was a riser. I always knew Kyle had a riser. I always knew Cratch had a riser. I always knew Drew had a riser. Never knew Dan did until 20, like, until the offseason in 2019. Anyway, back to the series. You know who I'm going to talk about. Nick Saylor, of course. Obviously. I mean, so, Connor, when I said he had a chance of hitting 11 home runs, what did you tell me? What, what did you tell me? I would have said you were crazy. Well, what do you mean would have? You said I, I told you. I told I you. I did not. I did not think that. He was going to come anywhere close, yeah. and yet he is at nine home runs and still has one. And you're in, yeah, I mean, Sailor is just like, he's just different. Like, he yeah. just breaks. He's And I remember you were, you were saying, you know, nobody hits 10 homers anymore. I mean, Crash last year read, led the league with eight. It's like the exact words came out of your mouth. Anyway, Dan the Man Schultz. Game three, three-run bomb, clutch three-run bomb. Sorry, guys, I'm a Knicks, I'm, I'm just such a big Nick Saylor fan. I got to talk about him again. Homers off the knuckle drop. Think about this. So, I'm just saying, I am the, I, I know I'm not the Warden number one fan. There are so many other Warden number one fans out there. There, I shouldn't say that. There are so many people that like Warden more than me. I am the Crash, Russell, and Saylor number one fan. As my name on the MLW Discord. For Russell, so for two of those two of those guys have homered off the knuckle drop. Just waiting for Crash to homer off the knuckle drop. When has Russell homered off the knuckle drop? 2020. Gate game three. But was Dan really on in 2020? Let's be honest. Was Dan at his best form in 2020? <sighs> I mean, at least his knuckle his knuckle drop was still working. It's it was the, watch it on camera. It literally like went, like, way up and down. Like, that thing moved. Russ was just yeah. sitting on it. Overall, I thought it was a really good series. In terms of what this means for each team, Wildcats, I think it's pretty safe to say that they are going to get the one seed in the AL. Many people disagree with me. The Cobras will be one game back of getting that one. Many people disagree with me, putting them ahead of the Preds. I'm very confident in the next series, though. Um, well, that's and, because I'm just – I'm not going to say you, you know. And, I mean, the Eagles, if there's any team – is going to beat them in the playoffs or beat the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. I don't even think it's going to be the Wildcats. Dirty Dan, Zach Whalen, and Dallas Allen are going to find a way. And I very much hope that Dirty Dan does not bring Clayton Price to a playoff series. Oh, do you want me to tell you the team that's that's gonna that has a chance of beating the Diamondbacks? It will not be the Preds. No one. No one. No one. I'm sorry. I Nobody. I would like to quote Ethan here so we can look back on it. And if oh, the Diamondbacks do not and if the Diamondbacks do not win the World Series, come back and look at this later. For the Eagles, it is pretty safe to say that they are a lock for the two seed. Yes. Um, oh, we we also said the same thing about the Mallards after the Wildcat series. So I don't know about that. But they're also playing Gators next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but, just joking. The Mallards suck. The Gators suck. They are getting the two seed. Do not doubt Georgie. Do not doubt Georgie. Do not sleep on Georgie. Anyways, now we are going to go out to BLW before Ethan gets mad at me um, about Brennan Jorgensen. So three videos have dropped: uh, Cougars, Diamonds, uh, Panthers out, or Panthers Extreme. And Wolves Altitude most recently today. So I would like to talk about one thing in Cougars Diamonds and one thing 
at all, Dylan Fisher. This team is dangerous with Dylan Fisher on the mound. Let me tell you. This team is dangerous with Dylan Fisher on the mound. I just said that, but it was working for him. And I do not think he would be there against the Wolves. I don't really have many other comments from that series. Ethan probably does. Um, Oh, oh. The series that I have the most comments from is the latest one. So I'm going to let Ethan take the floor for uh, the rest of Cougars. Well, I mean, you know me. I love when my favorite teams mash. So... I mean, I just got to talk about that game, too. Mason Ferris, Porter Swope, Luke Rose, you are amazing players. You are amazing people. I will always like you as a wiffle ball player and just in general because you are awesome. All three of you guys. Anyway, Luke Rose is the silver slugger. Mason Ferris is a beast. And Porter Swope is a beast. I mean, did you just see it? I believe Mason hit two homers and Porter hit two homers. Um, They got a lot of power in their bats. Luke Rose also came up clutch with some good hits. Uh, But Dylan Fisher, I mean, we got to talk about him. Yeah, for sure. He's good. He's got a riser. He's got a slider. Hasn't really thrown that, like, fastball as much. But the thing is, I... Something tells me that he really never threw a fastball and it was old and it was always a slider. Because like I mean if he threw a fastball before, wouldn't he be throwing it now? Yeah. So and yeah, and, 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 and I, I knew and I knew you're like, oh, that's all on camera. From that camera angle, you cannot yeah. see sliders. I keep telling yeah. people that. Let me I, I know from experience. I released a bullpen yesterday. I threw one slider that I thought was really dirty and I watch it on camera. I had it from that camera and I go, Yeah, you can't even tell that that's a slider. So. Exactly. You know, with like risers and drops, you can tell, but you sliders, you can't tell. Any like left, you know, left to right motion, you just can't tell. Yeah. If it's up and down, yeah, you can, but you can't tell side yeah. to side. Yeah. Also, I heard Luke Rose told me that, oh, yeah, we got to, oh, gosh, we got to talk about um some of the transactions from just like the Zach oh, yeah, Ross yeah. trade and the James Swanson move after we talk about some of these other. Oh. I forgot about the Swans. Okay, all right, all right. Well, we're saving that one. So, anyway, what was I saying? So, I heard that Luke Rose was offered. So, the Diamonds wanted Mason Ferris for Hugh Herkman's and something else. Like that would go through. Yeah, I just like, we've been praising you, Dylan Fisher, but we don't praise you for that because I just don't get how you can, like, who in their right mind would offer that package? Like, I I mean. Exactly. I also want to talk about terms of moves that cost to go to the Panthers. Yes. For the, is it just for the playoffs? No. So it's a lot. There's like protections in it, which BLW, not be like MWBL in this situation. You have got, if you are going to include draft picks and trades, you have to have a draft. You have to have free agency because you're now making this whole player options thing, put draft pick and draft picks and trades. MWBL did this where they did, they basically, it was basically David Hutchinson for some player and then two first round picks. Oh yeah, first round picks never happened. So basically the Renegades got David Hutchinson for free. Yeah, David Hutchinson went on to win the MVP. And then, yeah, he won the MVP. So Logan Rose, Luke Rose, Carson Rose, and the rest of BLW, you're going to include draft draft picks and trades. And if you're going to include player options in you know, as of, oh, th- these two players are player options. This has to actually happen. Other players, you know, I mean, would you agree with me on this? If you're including draft picks and trade, you have to have a draft. You you you, you have to have guaranteed have a draft. And I would just like to say this. If I lived in Oklahoma, even 20 minutes away from this, there is no doubt I would 100% get in on this. Oh, easy. Yeah. So, and I, 
I feel just like saying, this... I live I live forty minutes away from DWL. I just want to throw that out there. I I I want to say this. There's all this free agent signing and trades and stuff, especially the free agent signing. Why don't you save those players for the draft? If you're gonna have a draft, you need to have a trade deadline. You need to have a free agent pickup deadline. Just like Drew Davis said, you need to limit pickups in the uh, middle of the season. Now, before we continue talking about extreme versus Panthers and uh, Wolves altitude, I'd like to talk about a big move, in my opinion. Ethan did not think it was a big move. James Swanson went to the Metro Magic for free. Yes, you heard me right. The Magic got a respectable, keeps them in innings, unlike Liam Jackson, number two arm for free okay what would you want them to give up i don't know but they got they got what they needed for free for any actually i think the preds won in this situation i'm glad they got rid of james swanson because that cuts you know that cut i they should also not really have rudy but by the by the off season rudy and harlan will be free agents they will have their core four and another draft pick I imagine that draft pick is going to be draft picks four five or six i yeah, yeah i agree I think that um, I think Harlan's gonna stay in the seven, in the seven, in the six or seven slot. I think that he works out great there. I think he's good as a bench piece. That's just my opinion. I just think the Swanson pickup, and I know Ethan strongly disagrees with me on this take. Agner, whilst no baseball experience, has a great managerial mind. And I know that he traded Joey. I know he traded. He traded Joey Flynn for Dallas Allen. I'm I I am well aware. I'm just saying. Yes, he's a great. Mm, Ethan, me, 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 and Ethan love to butt heads. I'm just oh, saying yeah. this is what the Magic need because at least they will not be giving up 18 runs a freaking game. They'll give. They'll still be giving up five or six. Yeah, but that's better than they just need to put runs on the board. Then okay. Uh, so I, actually, from what I've heard, Diva. So the the Magic are gonna go with Jason Chadwick. Game. I just heard this from someone. I think from Dark. He said it. That like someone else said it. Um, from the Magic. That. Jason Chadwick is going to pitch games one and two. Yeah, what does that mean? James Swanson versus Jimmy North, who, in my opinion, is the best pitcher in the league. That's an L. So, wait, what's the series? Cobras. He's most likely going to pitch against Drew or Baranowski. Baranowski is good to give up two or three runs a game. I still think that the Cobras can crush Swanson. So And then Drew obviously no match. It'll be interesting. But it did help them. Now. And, okay, I'm just going to say this. The Zach Cost move is a way bigger move. Than J- Swanson? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Because here's the thing. At least Zach Cost is going to help the Panthers for the World Series. Magic aren't really where they go. Oh, they, they are only going up from here. So, next I want to talk about Extreme Panthers. Not much to talk about here. I really just want to get the Wolves altitude. Blake Husky home run. That's all you got to say. I was like, yeah. So, not much to talk about. Panthers are currently sitting at one in the NL. One in the entire league. One in the entire league. They are nine and three. Cougars not far behind at eight and four. Now, Wolves altitude. Oh my God. <laughs> Was this a series, folks? Game one, the altitude won in very shocking fashion. Two to one, I believe. Then in game two, Logan Rose hits a freaking inside the park grand slam. And they, they went six to nothing. Because they brought in Jackson Lewis instead of Braden Lewis. And then in game three. I believe one nothing Wolves. One nothing Wolves, I believe. I'm going to say this. 
Braden Lewis. It's, it's Braden, right? Because I, I, I got the two of them mixed up. Braden Lewis is a very underrated pitcher. Yep. I'm talking to Bra- Braden's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Braden, Braden should be their arm going into the playoffs. Yes. Joey is wild. Joey is too wild. Braden gets wild too, but I don't. I just don't see where you bring in Jackson with the bases loaded and Logan. Ro- I, I just. I just don't get the situation where you bring in Jackson there. Braden is very good with the bases loaded. Why do you bring in Jackson? When you have a guy with a 1.3 ERA right there, bring in Braden. I also would like to say this. Wolves without Dylan Grossman are dangerous. Oh, wait. Oh, right. They didn't have Dylan Grossman. Grossman. That is key because BLW games are only two outs. So to have – you basically have an easy out, let's be honest. Logan Rose and Jake Tucker – while being solid hitters, this or no, really good hitters. This year, not so much. Logan hasn't been very good. Tucker's been solid, not great. Taking Grossman out of lineup is a great now. I don't know if Logan just said, "Hey, don't show up," or if just Grossman couldn't be there. So I'm very interested to see what he rolls with come playoff time. I very much hope that he does not bring Grossman. What this means for the final series. So both the Wolves and the Altitude play. Not so great teams, especially because I know the Diamonds are without Dylan Fisher. So the Wolves play the Diamonds and the Altitude play the Extreme. The Altitude currently have a one-game lead, so I believe even if both teams win the series... The the, Altitude would get first. The Altitude would get first. I believe what would have to happen is if the Wolves don't sweep... No, if the Altitude lose the series and the Wolves win the series, they get the one seed. If the Wolves sweep and anything happens to the Altitude, the Wolves get the one seed. Yes. Now, it is a lot simpler on the NL side. Whoever wins Cougars-Panthers gets the one seed. Yeah, pretty simple. And then the extreme are locks for the three. And then whoever loses that, Panthers Cougars gets two. So by the way, um, and then Wolves, Wolves Diamonds. Uh, whoever loses that is the three, I believe. So we said that both of us said Cougars sweep Diamonds. We were wrong on that. Both of us said Panthers two to one over Extreme. We were both wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Then one you were right on, and I was wrong on Wolves. You said Wolves I, two to one. I, I said Wolves two to one. I said altitude two. I just overall, I, I, if there's one thing I don't get from these BLW, another thing. Why is Dylan Fisher keeping himself from pitching? I don't like, know. like, what's up with that? I think I as managers, I gotta say one word to Joey, and I have to say one word to Dylan Fisher. Actually, more than one word to Dylan Fisher. To Joey Braden, not Jackson. Bring in Braden. Do not bring in Jackson. Dylan, why are you thinking you can trade Hugh Herkman's and something else? I don't think, I don't know, what is he going to offer? The best he can offer outside of Hugh Herkman's is Matthew Saba. Are you really going to, you know, Saba got all of, all of his production against Zach Rich. Great. You're awesome. Yeah. No, you're not. Honest, I mean, the fact that he thought he could do that for Mason Yeah. Perry. And then the other one, got to pitch more. Mm-hmm. Matthew Saba, not the answer. And Hugh Herkman's, absolutely not the answer. Yeah. So that's what I got to say. You got any final, final words? We don't have any final words, but hopefully we can be more uh, consistent. Uh, I know I am starting um, ball baseball and then uh, doing some off-season baseball stuff. So I'll be a little more busy. And then my school's already back in session. No, that's crazy. I know Ethan doesn't get back until like early September. September 9th. Yeah, pretty so, late. Yeah, right? Ethan doesn't get back till early September, but hopefully we're going to be more consistent on this. Um, go follow both BLW and MLW on all their socials. Um, I think we'll have Instagram and YouTube linked in the description. Uh, go follow mine and Ethan's 
socials. I'm on Instagram as well. Ethan is just on YouTube. But go follow both our YouTube and our Instagrams. Link in the description. Ethan, guiding final words. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. It's definitely cool to be back on here again. Yep. We enjoy talking BLW and MLW. And yeah, see you guys next time. Final thing, final thing. BLW, if you're listening, I will buy that trucker cap soon. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.